Welcome to the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living podcast, where high achieving working moms come to learn how to stop over drinking, reduce overwhelm and anxiety, and show up like the players they were meant to be. I'm your host, Angela Masenek, and let's dig in. Welcome to episode 21, Money, Emotions, and Overdrinking, Part 1. Hello, hello, hello. How are you guys? Everything is awesome over here. I feel like summer is upon us. It's been like 90 degrees and sunny here in North Carolina, and I've already got some tan lines from my sandals, <laughs> and um, I'm just loving the warm weather, going outside and walking the dog during the day, and it's just hot. I love the heat. I love sweating in the heat. I love exercising in the heat. Um, I like to be warm, so me living in North Carolina is a really good thing. So what's going on with you all? I'm super excited about this weekend. It's Memorial Day weekend, which always kicks off the summer in a fun way. And I rented a cabin with my friend and her two two kids and me and my three kids. And we are going to the mountains for a couple days of getting away from the city and nature and hiking and all that fun stuff. I'm taking the dog. My husband is traveling. So... It's just going to be a mom and kids trip, which will be super cool. Um, and the, all the pools are opening around us this weekend, so we are kicking off summer. Anyway, I'm really excited about this podcast. It's the first in a two-part series about money. Money is often often an emotionally charged subject. Some people love money, some people hate, and all the feelings about it in between, right? In part one, which is this podcast episode, I'm going to teach you why we buy things and tie it back into why we buy alcohol and why we overdrink. And then in part two, I'm going to explore common money thoughts and beliefs and how to overcome them if you want to stop overdrinking quickly. You ready? So go get your notebooks if you have them nearby. Money! (laughs) What do you think about when you hear the word money? Really think about this for a minute. When you hear the word money, what is your brain saying? I'll tell you my automatic thoughts that I created when I was writing this podcast. But first of all, (laughs) the song, money, 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 money. You guys know that song? It pops up in my head every time I hear the word money. It was the intro to The Apprentice. Do you guys remember that show? Donald Trump had that business reality TV show. Okay, now don't go hating on me. I'm not saying I like Donald Trump, but I used to watch his show, and every time I think of the word money, that song pops up, all right? (laughs) So my automatic thoughts are, when I think about the word money, are money is freedom, money is security, money helps people, money can buy things, money is numbers, more money would mean I could do more, money solves problems, I like spending money, I like earning money, I am thankful for money because it bought our home and our car and supports our family. Y'all, that took me about two minutes to uncover some of those automatic thoughts that I have about money. And remember, if you've been following along, we have our primitive thoughts and we have our prefrontal cortex thoughts. So these are sort of my automatic, um, unintentional thoughts that are just in my brain when I think about money. So if you can, press pause, get your journal, your notebook out, or a piece of paper, and write out all of your initial thoughts when you think about the word money. If not, just keep listening. You'll probably have a lot of thoughts and beliefs about money, especially in how you spend it or what you are limited by, depending on what is in your bank account. 
And if you aren't clear on your money beliefs, it's time to get clear, my friends. Understanding your current money beliefs will help you uncover a lot of your problems in relationships, at work, your weight, drinking, all the big areas of your life, okay? This is work worth doing and exploring, I promise you. Do you have thoughts like, I can't afford that? Or I need to pay for my car payment and can't pay for that vacation. Or I can't do that because I don't have extra money. We think those thoughts are law, right? That they're true. And you might want to stop this podcast for what I'm about to say. (laughs) But those thoughts you have are just thoughts. They aren't true or false. They're just thoughts that you have probably been thinking since you were a kid. Your money beliefs and how you spend money were taught to you by someone. Usually it's our parents or some other influencer when we were younger. My parents taught me to never spend money unless you had it, right? That was irresponsible to spend money if you don't have or to use credit cards. That everything should be saved for in advance and paid with in cash. Don't carry debt. Live within your means. Did you guys have, did your parents teach you any of that? There are expectations, there's exceptions to these beliefs though, right? What about student loans? It's okay to take out a $50,000 student loan to pay for an education because we see the value in that, right? By financing our education, we are basically buying the dream that we think an education will provide. We believe that it's worth it. It's a good investment to get an education. It's valuable. It will pay itself off once we get that dream job. It's okay to buy a car with a loan because we see the value in having reliable transportation. We are financing the car because we want comfort and reliability, and we don't want to be inconvenienced to find alternative transportation. So we justify the car payment. And it's okay to have a mortgage because we want a safe and nice place to live. We feel secure and in control when we purchase a home. It's ours. We can do whatever we want with it. We have pets and we can paint it and we can garden and do all the things we want to do when we own our own home. And it also promises future gains like the possibility of equity and we can sell it if we ever need cash. It's the ideas of all these things in the future and what value on them that justify the purchases. It's what we believe spending on it's what we believe spending money on these things will make us feel. House equals security, financial or personal. Car equals convenience and safety. Educations equal possibility of future earnings or a dream. We spend money on our kids and our and their summer camps and their music lessons and daycare and vacations and bikes and 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 and, and right? Why? Because we want them to feel a certain way and when they are happy, we are happy. Do y'all see a theme here? There is a lot of emotion tied up into spending money. Most of the time we are spending money because we want to feel different than we currently do. Don't own a home, feel insecure and not settled. Buy a home, feel secure. You see? Buy a college education, feel hopeful about the future. Don't buy the education, you'll feel left behind or undervalued as a potential worker. Don't buy a car, feel inconvenienced. Buy a car, feel freedom. We are taking action, i.e. spending money, to achieve a certain feeling. We think going out to eat will be fun, or that new pair of shoes will make us feel pretty, or that vacation will be time to relax. Fun, feeling pretty, relaxation, all emotions. (laughs) You are buying feelings, people. Isn't that crazy? What's even more crazy is that buying future feelings doesn't work. Stay with me now. 
buying the shoes or the vacation or the house can't make you feel a damn thing because things you purchase don't cause your feelings. Only our thoughts do that. Our thoughts cause our feelings. So if you want to feel happy, secure, or pretty, all you actually need to do is to change your thoughts and you'd save a shit ton of money. (laughs) That's where coaching comes in, by the way. I can help you change your thoughts and show you which thoughts might be prompting you to spend money where you don't really need to. What does this have to do with overdrinking, you might wonder? Well, money and overdrinking go hand in hand, especially if you have a lot of thoughts about what you don't have and what you can't afford. You are stressed about money, you might overdrink. If you are spending a lot of money on alcohol, it's because you think alcohol will make you feel a certain way when you drink it. Maybe not consciously, but definitely subconsciously, right? Think about what you are buying when you go to the store and buy a nice bottle of wine. You are buying relaxation. You are buying fun in a bottle. You are buying something to help your anxiety. All emotions Alcohol is really tricky because we get a physical sensation when we drink it. And because once we are drinking it, we have thoughts like, ah, now I can relax. We feel relaxed. Or yay, it's Friday, time to unwind. Then we feel uninhibited. All feelings caused by our thoughts, not the wine itself. The wine itself then causes a physical response, which is that numbed feeling, that fuzzy buzz feeling, right? Our brain really likes it. It's a double dose of pleasure. Double the pleasure, double the fun. So now we know what drives us to spend money. Emotions that we aren't currently experiencing, which is the exact same reason why we drink. We are drinking because we hope to experience an emotion that we currently don't have or don't want to experience. So if you uncover your money beliefs and start learning why you buy the things you buy, you can learn a lot about your drinking behaviors. Remember, everything's human, everything humans do, all the actions we take are driven by emotions. Spending money is an action. Drinking is an action. Yelling at our kids is an action. Quitting jobs, getting married, getting divorced, getting pregnant. It's all emotionally driven. We either don't want to feel what we are feeling or we want to enhance our current feeling or we're excited about feeling something in the future. The point to all of this is that we actually have a choice. You don't have to let your emotions dictate your actions. You guys know this, right? Just because we are driven to buy things based on how we think it'll make us feel doesn't mean we have to. Just like we don't have to drink just because we have an urge to drink. We always have a choice. The fun part to this work is learning to feel the emotions without taking action. If you can master that skill, not only will you stop over drinking, you'll stop overspending. And that is exactly what I teach my clients to do. I teach them how to feel and process their emotions so they don't take actions that keep them stuck in the same place. Once you learn this, then we make plans from a solid emotional state and plan actions that will propel us towards our dreams. So if you want my help with that, schedule your free consultation by clicking the link in the show notes. It's a free 30-minute consultation, and I'll show you what is going on in your specific situation and how you can get unstuck from there. All right, so pay attention. Watch out for part two of the Money Podcast coming up. I love you guys. Have a beautiful weekend. Bye for now. Oh, and by the way, if you haven't reviewed me on iTunes, please do it now. If you're on your phone, scroll to the bottom of the show, 
tap on the fifth star, scroll a little bit further, and tap on write a review. And drop me a line if this podcast has helped you in any way, helped your relationships, helped you cut back on how much you're drinking, inspired you, please leave a comment. The more comments I have, the more people that see my podcast and the more people can get help. I love you guys. Thank you so much.